into the contest. It's Thursday the 7th of October. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert, my great mate Shane Lee. Shane, now look, there's been a twist in the tail um, uh, in the sporting career of Tom, your son, your six-year-old son, who of course Steve Gillis and other player managers are hovering <laughs> around because of his soccer ability. <laughs> he's changed sports. He has, mate. He's, uh, he's got into this whole SAS uh, show. He's sort of seen a few of his mates talking about it. And he's constantly mm. walking around the house trying to punch me and, and he's shooting me with his Nerf gun in the back of the head. Yes, it's, a, it's a, I don't really like this sport, to be honest, mate. I'm getting hurt. Big Tom. <laughs> Tell you what, he's, what's he going to be like when he's 16? Put 10 years on top of him. All right, we've got a stack of sport to talk about today. The Australian women's cricket team, of course, they have been top of the pops for a long, long time. Are things starting to wobble for them or are there teams like India and and, and other teams starting to get real, real good at this game? Michael Slater lost his job at Channel 7 and the West Tigers aren't happy with their logo. Plenty on. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks... Well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care, targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. Let's start with a bit of cricket, Shane. And the Australian women's cricket team, well, they had that extraordinary winning streak, didn't they? And it's it's over now. Uh, India have come out to Australia and they haven't dominated, but they're starting to turn things around. We really need to dominate this last part of this series because the women's, um, you know, the way that they judge series is quite different to the men. They 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 stack the one dayers, the test match and the T20s all together and the best performed in that walks away with a series victory. Yeah, it's, it's a good way of doing it actually. Um, so currently Australia holds a 6-4 in points lead over India for this series. That's um, the three one dayers at the test match and now we've got three T20 matches to go. So each T20 match is worth um, two points. So Australia needs to win two of the T20 matches to confirm the series and um, yeah, India have played quite well. They've really put Australia on the back foot here. Um, Australia obviously coming off a 25 winning streak um, and that was stopped in the third one day or so. Yeah, I don't know Meg Lenning would want to be getting her team back on track and um, and wrap the series up because um, they are a very, very good team, but India's really giving it to them. They play a great brand of cricket, don't they, the women? Uh, it's 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 different to the men's, but it's at some times uh, and quite often more watchable because of the way that they play it. You're seeing a lot of the swinging ball. Yeah, definitely, mate. And it's a very pure way that the, the girls are playing at the moment. And um, it's not over-engineered, definitely. And, um, yeah, there's some really, really good skills. I, I think the fielding could have been a lot better this series from both teams. A lot, of, a lot of catches dropped. But saying that, the skills with the ball and bat in hand have been very, very good. We discussed it at the time when Michael Slater, who we both like, you played with him. I know him very well, worked with him for many years. When he was sending those tweets around about the Prime Minister... Mm. 
in the Maldives after that original IPL. You and I discussed it on this very program, what's going to happen next, and, well, his contract's come up at Channel 7 and they haven't signed it. Yeah, mate. Um, well, they're, they're, they're citing budgetary restraints, um, mm. but I think it better... Do you believe it? No, I don't believe it, mate. It, it comes down to that rant against, as you said, against the PM. Um and yeah, you can't be doing that. He's like using quotes like uh, the prime minister should have blood on his hands. It's it's not something that seven want to be aligned with. Um, you know, and, and Slats has had problems in the past. I remember he got up on stage, and this wasn't actually his fault. At the Allen Border Medal with a glass of wine in hand, um, Cricket Australia actually asked both Brett, myself, and Slats to get up with Jimmy Barnes, and Slats was the only one that did it, and he got uh, absolutely crucified for that. So. Yeah, maybe don't drink and tweet slats uh, for the future, but um, that would be a tough loss for him. It's a big contract. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Because mm. he's a really good guy, and he's, mm. he's actually a very talented guy, great insight into the game yep. of cricket. And, and look, I think a lot of people are looking at that story and the statements coming out of the organisation and thinking, really? Yeah. Um, particularly after what went down. Yeah, I totally agree, mate. And um, as I said, mate, it, it, it'll be a big number he'll need to fill um, uh, from his uh, yearly salary there. It'll be a big number from Chelsea 7 that he's missing out on. Yeah. Yep. To, to, to you know, in his, uh, like the support for him internationally is still there, though, isn't he? He gets quite a lot of commentary overseas. Anyway, we do wish him the very, very best going forward. Now, Rugby League, some West Tigers fans don't like the new look logo. I don't mind it. I don't, I don't mind it. But like, why are they bringing out a new logo at at the end of one of their worst seasons they've had, um, the scrutiny of having the Netflix series. Um, um, the, the fans are blowing up because the new logo doesn't have any claws, Timmy. So mm. the West Tigers have no claws. They have no direction. They've had no wins. They've had no leadership, but, but they have no new coach either. So uh, it's going to be a pretty poor season, I think, again, for the West Tigers. Yeah, I don't know. I, look, I think I – think, you know, they've bought a couple of players. They've got the centre of excellence. They, 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 they're – Behind the scenes are in a pretty good shape. They've got a good, strong sponsor. So, I don't know. I, I reckon that they could just pop their heads up, but uh, they're not going to win the comp next year. But the West Tigers, let's watch this space with interest. But the, the farewell of a guy that played in the very early years and was part of that grand final, Benji Marshall, and there's been mm. back-to-back uh, showing on, on Fox Sports of some of the games that he just starred in. How good and was he? Oh. You forget sometimes, don't you? But everyone wanted to step like Benji. He he revolutionised that part of the game, didn't he? Yeah, mate. I know that was 16 years ago that he won, was it 2005? I think it was the premiership mm. with the West Tigers. And, yeah, and um, mate, I, yeah, I forgot how good he was, how quick he was and how quickly he could change direction um, and just create opportunities out of nothing. And um, But to play for that length of time, 19 years, um, at any professional level is an unbelievable achievement. So well done, Benji Marshall. And he goes out, and I think, at the right time. Yeah, and those no-look passes, phenomenal. And, oh, yeah. And, and in that grand final of 2005, I don't think anyone will ever forget that little flip pass to Pat Richards to score the try, yes. and they beat the North Queensland Cowboys. Yeah, what a player, what a player. Now, Tyrone May, of course, was part of the Penrith squad that won the grand final. And I suppose when you win a grand final, you win something big, you feel a little bit extra confident. So he's, he's jumped on Instagram because I remember he missed a whole year because of that whole uh, drama that went down and he sort of had half a crack. He's since taken it down. Yeah, look, um, he, he's quoting lyrics from a, uh, a song called Fair, uh, I think it's Fair Trade by Canadian rapper Drake. Not one of my strong suits, Timmy. Um, mm, <laughs> but, he, but he has taken it down and I won't go through the lyrics, but uh, is in response to, as you mentioned, him pleading guilty um, on four, four charges of intentionally... Um, 
recording and showing intimate images. Um, I think he should just be leaving that alone, mate, and not trying to justify anything because he has pleaded guilty for something that's a very, very lewd act. And the thing is, it's the oldest thing in the book, isn't it? It's like if you're really angry at someone or you're completely upset with something, write it and then put it to one side and yeah, don't send right. it. And you have to monitor yourself, particularly in the world we live in, because it doesn't matter whether you got it on Instagram or whether you say it on national television. Once it has gone to air, it has gone to air. Now, he's taken it down, but everyone's seen it. So it's, it's a really important instruction, particularly to young sports people, to monitor their social media like they are doing an interview with someone on a radio station, a TV station, or for print. But uh, anyway, look, mm-hmm. I think he might just get away with this. Manu Vatavay, what about him? He was such an extraordinary winger for both the Warriors and New Zealand. And look, he could spend the rest of his life in, inside in the, in the big house. Yeah, mate, he won't be getting away with this. Um, he pleaded guilty to meth importation um, and uh, that uh, comes with a maximum mm. sentence of life. Um, what a big, big mistake this bloke's made. As you said, a very, very good footballer. How you can go from that to importing methamphetamines, I don't know, mate. Just bloody hell. That is big, big, big sad story, mate. That is the penance to the proverbial, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yes. AFL, look, it's, it's all happening with the trade, isn't it? Like there's some big moves happening with the trade period. Yeah. Uh, stay through the trade period. I, I'm still trying to get my head around exactly how it works, but they're obviously swapping – um, key uh, draft picks. Um, but the big one overnight was um, Jeremy Finlayson um, from GWS is going to Port Adelaide. And Eddie Betts, the, the brilliant footballer that just retired from Adelaide Crows, has been traded. And I didn't realise this could happen either, but he's been traded from the Adelaide Crows to Geelong um, as assistant coach. Um, so that's a really, really great move for him and his family. It's really interesting the way the draft and the trade does work because the, it works on a principle. If someone actually wanted to challenge it, it, probably, it, mm. it wouldn't hold up in a court of law because a lot of people have brought up the idea of getting rid of the salary cap in the rugby league and going to a trade yep. or a draft, a draft basically. Let's call it the draft because the criticism is that it is a restraint of trade, um, but no one in the AFL bothers uh, you know, getting involved with the legalities because they find it's the best thing that works for them. But it, it is a very interesting thing, and uh, it's got to rely on a, on a little bit of trust along the way. Now, what about this uh, story about Ben Cousins? It seems a, a small story, but in the context of his story, this former Brownlow medalist, uh, he's been named Employee of the Month. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bloody good story. You know? I'm really, really happy for this guy. Um, he's been through hell and back, um, but he works for a Perth construction company, and he's been named Employee of the Month. Now, Timmy, I want to know, did you ever work for Maccas or when you were growing up? <laughs> no, I was a very good oh. client. I, I, no, I, worked, no. <laughs> I, I worked in a pie shop. One day we'll have to go through this. I had about a 1,000, like being one of six kids. You know, like as soon as you could legally work, I worked chemist runs. I do remember when I was on a milk run once and the guy said to me, he said, look, you, as part of your, your, you know, your remuneration, I'll pay you like what, three bucks or whatever it was, but you can drink as much move as you want. Remember the chocolate move? <laughs> I drank 18 moves one night. I was sick as a dog and he sacked me. So that's what happened to me. Mate, I can see you getting Employee of the Month at Channel 9, but not, not in the pie shop, mate. And you would have eaten a bit of the stock. Yeah, I know. I, was, uh, you know, I chewed into the profits. That's for sure. Um, now, what about this Brazilian footy player uh, arrested for kicking a ref in the neck? What? Mate, William Ribeiro uh, did a fly kick to the uh, referee's head. Um, 
during a match, like like call me old fashioned, but you can't kick the referee in the head, um, mate. You've got to give this guy a life ban. That that's ridiculous. That that that's the wrong thing to wrong message to be sending to kids mm. um, and to sponsors and 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 to the sport of soccer, right? That's ridiculous. You can't do a fly kick to someone's head. Yeah, he must have been watching, Get rid watching of too much of the Chuck Norris or Bruce Lee movies. Remember yeah. those? The, you so, remember all the... Hey, he's over lockdown. He's got a dragon and all that. Uh, now, Ash Barty, uh, she's emerged from hotel quarantine. She has, mate. And um, it's interesting, isn't it, the, the times that we live in and um, she's still number one in the world. She's been travelling for the last six months. She comes back to Australia. She's had 68 negative um, test results. Um, she's double vaxxed. Wow. And they still put her, she wanted to do home uh, quarantine, but they said, no, nope, she had to go into a hotel with no window. So it's really, really mm-hmm. tough for her. Um, she's now opted out of the Billie Jean um, King Cup um, in Prague, so she won't be going back over. She's going to stay home, uh, spend a bit of time with the family and get ready for the Australian Open, and hopefully she can win that for us. Yeah, yeah. It's not mm. easy. Is it? I know they make millions. No. I know they do. I know, But she's an extraordinary player. They train beyond belief. But, uh, Big time. Uh, Travelling, look, it's easing now. And I think by the time we get to the early stage of next year, it'll uh, it'll be sort of normalising a lot, lot more. But you you just you, – you see you, you see those stats, don't you, with the amount of tests and quarantines and hotel rooms. It must drive you absolutely crazy. Another thing that drives me around the bend is – and, and I, I hate to say it is, is hearing the name Ben Simmons at times because every story is this sort of, sort of stretched out yarn about Willy, Wony, what's going on here, what's happening there. I just want to hear about this electrifying – uh, freak of a basketball player and his feet's on court and I want to hear that he wants to play for the Boomers for Paris in a few years time but it's um yeah it's a saga it is a saga mate and um he has some deep-seated hatred towards the uh the 76ers that's for sure his current employee um he has uh Sold his uh, $4.3 million house in Philadelphia. So that's a mm. sign that he does not want to be part of the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, he's boycotted a preseason camp and the first practice match. And that came with a fine of $494,000 for doing that. And they've still got $11.4 million of his money in escrow. Mm. That is now under question whether he'll get. Um, this is a big statement he's personally making against his team that he doesn't like. So it's an $11.4 million statement. He's got bigger balls than I have, Tim. Yeah, I'll tell you what, they are absolute <laughs> watermelons. All right, now, let's, let's, talk. let's talk the sport of kings because we're not far away from the Everest. There's a crowd coming back. And, mm. of course, we move into – it's going to be interesting to see what does happen for the carnival in Melbourne. Of course, uh, their numbers are fairly high. But with the Everest and then the Golden Eagle in Sydney, the crowds are just going to gradually build. But you actually, you actually worked in, in the horse racing industry. Tell me more. I did for a short time, Tim. I um, mm. After cricket, I co-founded a, a media company called Insight. And uh, yep. after 12 years, we, I sold out of that. Um, so I had a bit of time on my hands. And I went to work with my, my best mate, Corey Pearson. The Peaches, love him. Pe- Peaches Pearson at Sporting Bet. And our job was to, uh, to find um, punters and mm. uh, high net worth punters. So basically, my first day on the job at Sporting Bet in North Sydney, Michael Sullivan, the CEO, said to me, if I ever catch you in the office after lunch, you're sacked. Right, so I have to get out on the piss and find some punters. And I take my job very seriously, Timmy. So I drove my car in day one and I picked up 42 days later. <laughs> I reckon, look, seriously, if, and I've had lunches with both of you guys, several. If, if you go to the dictionary and, and look at kings of lunches, there's a photo of you two clinking, 
clinking your age, Semions. Um, but uh, how long did you last at Sporting Bet? I was there for a few years. I was I was a very very bad employee. I think the the first guy I put on um, as a client for the I think he won about three hundred fifty thousand dollars in one weekend. So oh, I, I couldn't pick many. Uh, I picked very very good punters. Let's put it that way. I was on the wrong side of the fence, but it was good fun. It was, it, they were great to work with. That's it for Afternoon Sports today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, for all your hair care product needs, it's Main Hair Care, M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. And, of course, our wonderful producer, Mr. Dan McHugh, back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. See you then, guys. Take care.